You're listening to the New Muslims Field Guide podcast, where we tell you all the things we wish someone had told us when we first converted to Islam. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the New Muslims Field Guide podcast. I'm Teresa Corbin. And I'm Kayla Omadayo. We spoke about in another episode the difference between when we say prayer, what we mean typically is salah, which is the Arabic word for the five times ritual prayers that you do that are in Arabic, that have, you know, movements involved and things like that, right? But there's another kind of prayer we talked about, which is called du'a in Arabic, which is really kind of the more traditional prayer you have in your mind when you think of the word, which is, I'm going to talk to God from my heart, in my own language, whatever I want to say, whatever's bothering me, whatever's on my mind, I want to communicate that to my maker, right? So one of the really great things that, you know, I recommend and Teresa recommends in uh, Ramadan is to have a du'a to-do list. So, It's something along the lines of there are definitely some things in your life and in the lives of the people that you love that really just need Allah, that really just need Allah to handle. So it could be something like a job that you have that's just crushing your soul and you need another another opportunity. Or maybe someone that you love is suffering from some kind of health malady or something along those lines. So I don't know about you, Teresa, but I can say for sure there have been opportunities and times in my life when... I made specific du'a, specifically in Ramadan, and Allah answered that du'a almost immediately. You know, one of the stories that I like to tell is a time that I just felt really hopeless, and it kind of was a hopeless situation. I was a single mother in Egypt with my four children after my divorce, and I felt completely trapped in a village, and just I had nobody, and I just poured my heart out to Allah. I just begged Allah every single night, every single day, nonstop, begging Allah to save me. And one of the ways that I really just appealed to God was with one of his names. So you may have heard or you may not have heard that Allah has several names. There's a common misconception that he has 99 or 100 names. We don't really know how many names God has, but there are around 99 mentioned specifically. So one of his names is Al-Fatah, which means the one who opens. So you think of the one who opens doors that you can't open, the one who opens up a path for you when it seems like there is no way. So I just begged God by calling him by his name, Al-Fatah, like, oh, Allah, Al-Fatah, like, please, please open a path for me, make a way for me out of this. I don't see a way out of this, you know, and I'm telling you that only two to three days after Ramadan ended would have been like the third day of Eid or something. I had a friend in another city in Egypt where there were a lot more foreigners, where I could get away from my ex-husband's family, where, you know, I had an opportunity who offered that I could stay in her apartment, you know, um, right there in, in the city. So Allah made a way for me, you know, after begging him like that. And that's just one example. You know, I think probably maybe Teresa, you have others. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, I, th- I think every door I've asked is, well, most that I've asked have been answered. But I think an important point is that to, to remind everybody that we're not in a drive through ordering fries. Yep. But like, yeah, there's there's been so many times, like every time I make the call on Al-Razak, the provider. Mm-hmm. Because when I first got married, me and my husband had like three sons between us. Yep, same. <laughs> and I just prayed to God, Al-Razak, please provide for us, make us, you know, give us some sustenance to live off of so we don't have to be dependent on people and, and etc. Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, like six, only 16 years later. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that you're not going through a drive through This didn't happen overnight. You have to also put the work in. Allah will provide it, but you have to seek the means. And the most beautiful dua is the person who just 
understand that there is no other way. They've tried everything. They've come kind of to the end of their road, the end of what's in their control. Right. But even if you're not, just understand that. Like, hey, I can ask so-and-so to give me 20 bucks or I can ask so-and-so to let me, you know, give her, give me this or do this for me, whatever. It's not going to happen unless the law allows it. That's mm-hmm. what you have to understand. That. We've really got to put this kind of lens on as we're looking at the world and see that the beautiful sunrise and the rain that comes and the, and the love and support you have from friends and family, all the blessings in your life are directly from God. And everyone who loves you only loves you because God loves you. It's God loving you through them. Right. Not in like a pantheistic way, but you get my picture. Like right. Allah is causing that love to happen. So we're, we're not talking about in a kind of egocentric way. Oh, the sun rises for me. Not in that way, but in the sense that Allah gives us exactly what we need, exactly when we need it so that we might grow. Allah is not in the pleasure making business. Allah is in the business of crafting you into the human being that you need to be in order to enter the gates of Jannah. Basically, this life is a testing ground. And it's, it's, it's a refining opportunity and a lot of the hardship that we suffer and a lot of the ease and a lot of the blessings that we have are meant to be a test. Are you going to be grateful to Allah for that? Are you going to remember where it came from? Are you going to keep your ego in check? You know, I think a lot of people don't really see how ease can be a test. I mean, I'm going to tell you, I feel like ease is is a harder test. Oh, definitely. When you're down and out. And you feel like you have nothing and nowhere to go, you're going to remember a lot. But when you have everything and if things come to you so easily, you think, this is huh. me. I'm, I'm awesome. Blah, blah. I don't need y'all. What's the name of the, the story in the Quran about the man who was so rich and he had so much? Um, I think he was of the, of the people of Bani Israel. And he just had so, so much. And he always would say, like, this is, you know, from my hard work. The ground literally opened up and swallowed him. You know, and it's kind of this, this, you know, kind of metaphor for what it is when you allow your ego to tell you that, oh, you know what? I have all these wonderful blessings because I'm such a hard worker. Yeah, you might be a hard worker and you may have earned a lot of what you've done. Even so, who gave you the capacity that you have? Who put you right. in a situation that you could get a good education or get good skills? There are a lot of people who work harder than us, work harder than you, who don't have a tenth of what you have. Yeah. Like, that's a testament of, like, sustenance. And all this goes back to making dua, you know. If you want something and you need something, even if you don't want something or don't need something, make dua. Make a list of dua. Like, make dua that Allah reminds you to make dua. Mm, powerful right there. <laughs> Yeah. So you mentioned as far as, you know, going out and seeking the means. So Allah is not a vending machine. We don't put in our prayers and Allah spits it out, whatever we want. Or like you said, it's not a drive-in. Sometimes, yeah, mashallah, sometimes it does go that way. You pray for something and the next day it happens. And you can't imagine why that may have happened like that. There may have been a time that you were in the middle of an opportunity of ease, you know, and, and you called out to Allah and Allah put that in his proverbial back pocket and was like, I'm going to wait for the time when you really, really need something, you know, and, and that, and you have no idea what you're putting forth. So remember, first of all, everything is temporary. You have no idea how long this suffering or how long this ease is going to last. Literally in a moment, it could be gone. And, you know, again, that, that applies to both ease and suffering. So if it, if it seems like everything is just against you and the world is working against you and nothing is going right for you, Understand that Allah has wisdom in this and that if you are mature about it and you do the best you can to trust in Allah's timing and in his providence, it is a wonderful opportunity for growth. I said it before and I'll say it again. There is nothing better that has happened to me in this life than the four years of trauma and hell that I experienced in a rural Egyptian town as a second wife. 
I have learned so much about what happens when I get to the bottom of my barrel. And nothing in this world so far, I think, could be worse than what I went through there. And I think that's one of the benefits of hardship as well. So, And you know how strong you are too. You get to see how strong you are. Exactly. You don't even realize. Huge. Yeah. You don't even realize what you can take until you've taken it. And you've taken it all the way to the very, very end of yourself. And you've found Allah is there when you get to the end of yourself. Always waiting. Has been there the whole time. And as you mentioned, doing what you can within your hands. Right. And that's what the, the Surah says. Allah does not change the situation of a people who do not change within their hearts. That's exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you have to remember that maybe Allah doesn't want a million dollars for you because a million dollars would literally destroy your heart. You don't know. Maybe Allah doesn't want that husband for you that you want so badly. Or maybe Allah doesn't want that baby for you that you're begging Allah for right now or with this specific person. And you just have no idea why. I think that Ramadan is a wonderful reminder of how very small and insignificant we are. Not in the very depressing sense. Yes, you matter. Yes, there are people who love you. Yes, you are special to somebody. You know, but in the sense that the whole world doesn't revolve around me and my needs. And one of the best things I think you can do is consider how you can help somebody else. Make a, a dua to-do list that's mostly about other people. You know, think about the people that you love. People who, you know, maybe you don't even know them. Think about, of course, there's going to be people out there thinking about the suffering of our brothers and sisters in Syria and in Palestine and the Rohingya Muslims. You know, um, there are people all over the world who are currently suffering in one way or another. So I think one of the greatest things you can do is make a dua to-do list for people that you know and people you don't know. And you can't imagine how Allah blesses you when you look out for the hardships and the suffering of other people. Yeah, absolutely. And put me on there. <laughs> I want to pray for the Rohingya and the Palestinians and the Syrians and Teresa Corbin. <laughs> yeah. And me too. If, okay. Let me put it this way. If you benefit from our podcast and our book and or our book, make off for us. Allah knows that Teresa and I poured our whole hearts into this book across three years. We put everything into it and all because we just really love you guys. We've never met you. We don't know your name. We may never meet you. But inshallah and Jannah, we will. And so please make dua for us if, if you benefit from this. And, you know, as we've said before, this podcast is a taste, just a taste of kind of what we have to offer in the book and our personalities as well and our experiences and our wisdom that we've garnered across these decades as Muslims. And, you know, so make sure you check out the book. Um, the podcast is great, but check out the book and you can get it at on Amazon or you can go to the new MuslimsFieldGuide.com and click the handy buy the book button. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Listener. Would you like a free copy of our book as well as a copy of Teresa's The Islamic Adult Coloring Book and Halal Comfort Food? Then you need to go to the new MuslimsFieldGuide.com and enter our Ramadan giveaway for a chance to win a free copy of each of those awesome books. Make sure you enter to win before May 30th. Until next time, my name is Kayla Omadayo. My name is Teresa Corbin. And this is the New Muslims Field Guide Podcast.